This podcast is sponsored by Wakunaga of America, makers of Kyolic Age Garlic Extract, Kyodophilus Probiotics, and Kyo Green Powdered Green Drain Mix, all natural, healthy solutions to support your whole body well-being. Wakunaga is celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. Wow, 50 years providing quality supplements backed by science. You can enter to win a year supply of your favorite Wakunaga brand by heading over to their website, wakunaga.com, and enter the 50th anniversary celebration sweepstakes. That's W-A-K-U-N-A-G-A.com. Good luck. Hi, I'm Andrea Donsky, founder of NaturallySavvy.com and co-host of our Naturally Savvy podcast. And I am Lisa Davis, MPH health educator, co-host of Naturally Savvy and author of the book, Clean Eating Dirty Sex Memoir Cookbook Healthy Lifestyle Guide. At Naturally Savvy, we are here to help you make healthier lifestyle choices. So we are so honored that you are tuning in to listen to our podcast on a weekly basis. And we are here to engage you, have fun, and help you live your healthiest lifestyle. Now, on to the show. Naturally Savvy Podcast is sponsored by Morphus for Menopause. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. I was so excited when I heard about Brooklyn Rooftop Botanicals. Now, they are New York City's first and only rooftop beauty farm. Spans over three rooftops. They grow and process botanicals, and they love to create extracts and beauty products. And joining us in a moment is Liliana Bloomquest. BRB was founded by her in 2019, quote, born out of my passion for gardening and beauty while reevaluating my consumption habits and the way they affect the planet. Liliana's career spans over 10 years at Elizabeth Arden and Revon as a global marketing and product development exec in their fragrance and skincare categories. Over the span of her time there, she launched over 30 fragrance and skincare products, winning global awards and nominations from key publications and foundations. Liliana, welcome to Naturally Savvy. It's so great to have you. Hi, Lisa, and thank you very much for having me. Grow up in the south of France, and then how did you, what was it like going from there to New Jersey? How old were you? Um, I was basically uh, seven, eight, eight, eight. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, I mean, it was a a culture shock, I I have to say. (laughs) I went from going to, you know, a very diverse area, you know, with, and I, I also grew up in London, you know, that was also part of where I I lived and and went to school. So I went again from a city and like, you know, and and also in the south of France being French and like, you know, being with a diverse group of people to then living in the suburbs of New Jersey, where it was a little less diverse. um, But, you know, still the garden space was, was beautiful. So (laughs) yeah, they call it the garden state, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I grow over 50 different types of beauty botanicals. Um, and it's not just for fragrances, right? It's, you have some botanicals that you take the roots from and like marshmallow and that you can grind up and then create a natural type of hair gel. So it's like, it's growing all these, yeah, it's all (laughs) growing all these different types of botanicals, um, where each of them have different, um, different ways to use them. Um, and finding out the best ways to use them and then kind of going into the process of, you know, creating the extracts or processing it to use in beauty. Um, and so I grow over 50 and a a lot, most of them are just to kind of test out right now to see how to grow them, you know, how do they grow best? Um, what soils, what types of nutrition, pH, it goes into this, all the details, right? Um, to see if, you know, I can use them in the future, in the long term, you know, will they actually survive on a rooftop? So a lot of them are for test. 
Um, but then I do focus on eight specific ones. Oh, tell us about those. Yeah. So I, I, I grow cornflower, uh, chamomile, calendula, anise hyssop, uh, roses, uh, and there's another one, helichrysum. Uh, so I grow these eight um, specific ones to, uh, to then process into glycerin extracts. Um, and I, I specifically chose these ones because they have the most amount of research behind them that shows, you know, their safety in terms of applying to skin. Um, I don't think a lot of people understand that when you have a lot of, um, when you try to do extracts or distill for either hydrosols or essential oils, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, botanicals that can cause skin sensitization. Um, such as lavender, for instance, or peppermint or lemon, lemon balm. Um, so it's just what I'm trying to do is just make sure that whatever I'm doing with the botanical um, is, you know, going to be OK for the end consumer. So I, I, I do also grow lavender, but I don't then process it in a way that'll be used for skin products. I, I process them right. in a way to be used in body or more in like fragrant type of settings. Um, so more of the aromatherapy aromatherapy benefits versus, um, skin. Um, so yeah, so that's basically what I do. <laughs> What's entailed in processing these botanicals? Yeah. So what happens is once they're ready for harvesting and each, again, each plant has a different timing of when it should be harvested. Is it in like one year, one year, two, uh, during flowering, after flowering, or like right at the beginning before it flowers, there's all these different steps, right? So depending on when it's ready, I then harvest it. I then uh, wash it thoroughly. I dehydrate the, the botanicals. Uh, and then depending on how I want to use them, um, I either distill them uh, where I get then the hydrosols and essential oils. I don't produce enough right now to actually get essential oils, but essential oils are in the hydrosols. So that's something to note. Uh, so it's a very fragrant hydrosol. Um, uh, then I do, uh, glycerin extractions also, uh, and I use, do that mostly with the chamomiles and calendulas. Um, and that's where I take a, a certain amount of botanical. I then, um, cook it a little bit, you know, I, I simmer it for about like three to four hours. And then I add in on a one-to-one -one ratio glycerin, uh, which is a very, uh, lovely skin moisturizing humectant, uh, ingredient. I think people don't really realize how good of an ingredient glycerin is. It's yeah. something that, yeah, glycerin is, is actually really, really amazing for skin. It should be, I think, in every single product. And it is mostly if you kind of look in the back of packaging. But so I add glycerin to kind of give that moisturizing property, but then you also have the benefits, obviously, of the botanical, right? Oh, yeah. uh, then I, I do preserve, um, my extracts. Um, I'm very much, uh, you know, a, uh, a strong believer in preservatives <laughs> being in the beauty world before, uh, preservatives for me, uh, you know, if you don't have a preservative, you are kind of, you know, setting yourself up to potentially have like skin irritations, you know, you know, microbial contaminations on your skin and like, you know, bacterial infections. So actually like not having a preservative is, is, is not very, very safe in my opinion. Are there ones that are better than others or safer or? So I use sodium 
I use sodium benzoate and potassium sorbate, and they they are on the Whole Foods, Credo Beauty, Sephora, Clean Beauty lists. Um, so for people who are who do wonder, like you know, what which ones do I do I use? I use those ones because, um, or that one. It's a mix between the two uh, because it is a broad spectrum, so it kind of covers all your bases when it when it comes to all the different contaminants that you can possibly have, uh, and just because it's really easy, it works in different pHs and everything. Um, and but you know. There are others that people tend to like to use, like Optifin uh, Plus is a good one as well. Um, Lucidal uh, Liquid SF is one that is trending at the moment and is like supposed to be considered more of a, it's like a licorice root or there's something, it's like a bio-fermented licorice or some kind of root extract that then acts also as a preservative. Um, but you know, there's not enough really studies to really understand if it, it is broad spectrum or if it actually preserves well enough. Um, so it's a little bit on the, on the edge there. Um, and the thing is with natural preservatives is you usually have to put in a lot more than when oh, you would, okay. yeah, than when you would just use normal preservatives or, you know, the ones that are on the, currently on the market. So there's, there's that some, that's that thing to consider as well. Um, but yeah, and the, so after I do the preservative in my botanical extracts, I then send them for testing. Uh, and I do four different types of tests um, that involve, you know, understanding if there's already m- microbial contamination to see if, you know, it's exposed to my- microbial contamination, if it'll be able to fend it off. I also test for heavy metals. Um, and yeah, so those are kind of like the main the main tests uh, just to make sure that the extracts themselves are safe for and compliant for the end consumer. Um, so, yeah, that's the process. And do you sell your botanicals once you do all that? You go through that process. How do you sell them? Are they in other products or you sell them by themselves? Yeah. So currently what I'm doing is I'm creating my extracts and then creating products out of them. Um, And so I just launched my first product, uh, which is a rose and chamomile hyaluronic acid moisturizing gel. Uh, Mm. Yes. (laughs) So it's a, it's a very lovely everyday lightweight gel uh, that uses both rose and chamomile, uh, which, you know, are known for their soothing skin, soothing skin calming, barrier strengthening, you know, anti-irritating properties. Uh, But along with the hyaluronic acid, there's also glycerin in there. There's also squalene, vitamin E, really great ingredients um, that kind of come together to really create this lightweight, but like skin locking moisture, um, moisturizer. Um, So that's, that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, Obviously, looking to produce more. Uh, we're currently prototyping different, um, different products for the next, the next products. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're, we're excited, but yeah, that's, it's currently what I'm doing, just creating my own, uh, extracts and, and things to, to put into my own products. What is the name of it? So it's, uh, BR Botanicals, uh, Rose and Chamomile, uh, Moisturizing Gel. The Rose and Chamomile gel, gel Moisturizer sounds like it has some, you know, great things in it. Hyaluronic acid, squalene. Tell us about squalene because I've heard of that before. Yeah, squalene. Um, our particular squalene uh, comes from, hold on, I'm just trying to like find my ingredient list of this. Um, uh, so it, this 
our particular squalene, I mean, the, the backstory of squalene, it actually used to come from shark <laughs> oils, which is not great, obviously. Um, but over time, uh, they were able to uh, create squalene from natural uh, sources. Um, this one specifically comes from sunflower seeds. Um, so it's a crude oil that's extracted from sunflower seeds. And what's really amazing about it is that it's a good emollient um, and it also has amazing antioxidant properties. Um, so yeah, squalene is an awesome ingredient then paired with hyaluronic acid and glycerin. It kind of like all comes together to really, um, push in that moisture. Oh, that's really good. And it's good for sensitive skin. You said, yeah. So yeah, my whole product is really good with for sensitive skin. It doesn't have fragrance in it as well. Um, so again, going back to the whole essential oils, a lot of skin sensitivity really actually does come from fragrance. Um, so that's why I chose to do it that way. But I, I think kind of like going back to your, your kind of question earlier, it's like, you know, what am I doing by using botanicals, but then also some of these other ingredients that yeah, yes, a lot of them are you know, from natural sources, such as the squalene, um, also my vitamin E um, and my C1314 alkane. And there's a right. lot of ingredients in here, of course, I'm not going to list them all. But for, for me, it's kind of like taking both ends, right? It's taking the good from what we have in the natural world and things, you know, that have that, that nice research um, around it, like the rose and like the chamomile, like the calendulas. Uh, but also like, you know, bringing in um, those other ingredients um, that are tried and tested. You know, you have hyaluronic acid in there, so it's not a natural ingredient, um, but it is tried and tested and it's and it, it's extremely potent ingredient. So for me, it's like, how do we mix the both both worlds together to create something that, you know, works very well and it, but is also simple. You know, that's I don't. I don't try and stick so many things in there to create this crazy scientific formula. For me, it's, it's taking both ends and making something simple for the end user to use on an everyday basis. Right. I, I, I love your site. It's beautiful. And you, you have do. this great consciously sourced ingredients. What does that mean? Consciously sourced. Um, so for me, uh, kind of like going back to this whole like natural um, ingredients and clean ingredients. For, for me, it's, I think it's less about, I mean, there, there, I think there's over like 52 different types of certifications now, or, you know, that you, that you can be a part of like along with EWG, Whole Foods, Credo, Lists, you know, um, EcoCert, Cosmos, there's all these different types of certifications. And like, as I was developing this product, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> there's, there's so there's too much, like almost it's, it's, it's kind of gone off the, off the rails in my, in my opinion. And so for me, I, you know, I was looking at all the different certifications. I was like, well, what's really important. And it kind of then comes back to what am I trying to do with Brooklyn rooftop botanicals? Um, it's to, uh, bring ingredients closer to home. Like that's really what I'm trying to do with my mission is bring ingredients closer to home, make the world a greener and more beautiful place, right? Starting with our city. <laughs> um, and so when it comes down to it, I'm looking for, you know, when I was looking at what's important to me, I was looking for ingredients that are, you know, currently the best that you can potentially source. 
Um, I don't think people quite understand how far their ingredients travel to get into the products that they use on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, they're farmed in, let's say, China or in India or in Thailand or in Brazil. Um, and that whole farming process and then the whole, you know, processing process, the whole shipping process of those ingredients, then the manufacturing, then, all, you know, it causes, it creates a lot of carbon emissions. Um, and so, you know, while I'm trying, I'm saying I want to bring ingredients closer to home because you, it's currently not possible in today's environment, in sourcing environment. Um, you'll see on my website, you'll see on my ingredients list, you'll see that a lot of my ingredients come from elsewhere. They come from China, they come from India, but they are being farmed and processed via Cosmos EcoCert, cert, you know, certifications and processes. So for me, that's what's most important because Cosmos EcoCert, they really take care and, you know, how, where, um, you know, and all the steps of how some, how an ingredient is actually being produced. Uh, So for me, that's what's most important. But my end goal, you know, is look, we, yes, I am currently sourcing my sodium uh, hyaluronic, my hyaluronic acid from this, you know, this manufacturer from China, but we should be doing this here. We should be doing this in the United States um, in our urban environment. So I'm starting with my extracts, you know, I'm starting, you know, with those, but slowly but surely I'd like to create more and more things um, on my rooftop. Like for instance, my glycerin, um, it's farmed and manufactured in India, but it's made from flax. Um, If anybody, yeah, if anybody knows flax, it's, you can use it for, to create linen, but the seeds themselves um, once they're cold pressed and split under high pressure and then refined and everything, they then create glycerin. Um, a lot of the glycerin that is currently being used uh, on the market is either made from palm oil or, you know, soy, um, which are the two ingredients that cause the most amount of deforestation in our planet. Um, so when we're thinking about flax, which is a really pretty, like, one to two foot, you know, kind of meadow-like plant with blue flowers. If we think of flax on rooftops, like we grow hundreds and hundreds of acres of flax on a rooftop and create our glycerin closer to home. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So for me, it's kind of like understanding some of these, the ingredients that are mostly used in our beauty products and seeing, you know, I am growing flax on my rooftop, for instance, I tried it last year to see like, how is it doing? It's dead right now. Let's be clear. It's <laughs> because it's winter, <laughs> but you know, it, it did grow. It did very well. So it's like, I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to test out all these different ingredients to see if, you know, what can I do here? How can I grow it? Um, sunflowers is another one. Like there are tons of sunflower fields in the United States, um, that I've seen. Why aren't we doing more of them? And why aren't we using more of them to create, um, beauty, beauty ingredients? Yeah, I agree. You know, if you can talk a little bit about rooftop gardening in general, and and for people listening, like, how do you even start? Regardless if if you want to grow botanicals or tomatoes or, you know, kale, (laughs) how do you even do it? Yeah, I think uh, I have like a whole step, step by step type of guidelines on my on my blog. Oh, cool. I usually tell people and and some of my previous, I I did a little design for some, for some clients here and there um, over the last couple of years. Yeah. (laughs) So I usually ask, you know, okay, so first of all, it's like, well, you know, what do you want to grow? It's really being clear on, do you want just like nice plants to look at? Um, do you want to grow herbs? Do you want to grow veggies? Do you want to grow beauty botanicals? Uh, that's kind of like the first 
one of the first questions I ask. Um, the second question is obviously looking at your space. Um, so what is your space? Uh, do you have a tiny little windowsill? Do you have a tiny little corner on your apartment? Um, do you have a giant terrace or a rooftop? So it's like kind of like being clear on that space. Uh, how you also want to use it. Um, like, do you want to just create the entire thing as a garden? Or do you want part of it to be like a space where you have a barbecue, friends? So it's kind of like jotting down those ideas of like, how how big is your space? Obviously getting the dimensions and how uh, how you then want to use it. And then I, I tend to ask people of like their themes and dreams and like what colors do they like? Do they want lots of fragrance? Do they, you know, do they like the color purples and pinks? Um, so kind of asking them those questions, you know, so I can, it helps to kind of design like what they're looking for. And I also have a Pinterest board if anybody wants to go check it oh, out nice. where I have all the different types of gardens you can have because there's lots of different themes of garden. Again, like going back to like, what do you want to grow? Um, you can have a moonlight garden where it's a lot of white flowers and fragrant white flowers that, you know, under the light, under the moonlight, you know, they really shine. Um, or you can have like a bohemian garden or you can have just a, an all shade garden with lots of shade loving plants and ferns. Um, so that's another question. Uh, then it's another question is kind of looking at understanding your light. Um, so understanding where your light is coming from. Are you south facing if you're like, if you have a window um, or if you're outdoors, are you east, west, north? Because those really impact how much light you're going to get. South is full sun. So you're going to get the most amount of sun. East is obviously half of the day if you're in an apartment building. So you're getting in the morning and usually morning is the best type of light to use. Uh, but then you don't have it for the rest of the day. So you can really get only part shade, part sun plants. Uh, same with West, you get it in the evening and it's not the best sunlight because it gets a little bit, you know, cooler and it's not as like invigorating as the morning light. And then North again, depends on, you know, if, if you're in an apartment building or if you're in a garden, sometimes North, the sun during the middle of summer will come up and you'll get the sun. Uh, but then in the winter time, it's completely dark, right? So it's kind of really understanding that if you have no light because you're in an apartment, it's, you know, knowing where you want to grow anything uh, and getting the necessary grow lights. The next one is uh, grow zone. Um, so there is a USDA map that shows you all the different grow zones um, from, I think it's like one to 10. Yeah, it's one to 10. Um, and so if you kind of put in your zip code, it tells you specifically what grow zone you are in. So in New York City, we're in zone 7B, at least in my part of New York City. <laughs> um, and then as you go lower, uh, the numbers go higher. So in Florida, it's zone 10. And so depending on like what you want to grow, um, you then, you and knowing your zone, once you've researched it, uh, if you go to seed uh, websites, gardening websites, they usually tell you for the plants, for the seeds, for the, anything that, okay, it'll tell you what zone that that plant can live in. So oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So it helps you in that sense. Um, and like a lot of the gardening websites I use around that is uh, Monrovia. There's also Burpee. Uh, select seeds, Baker Creek. There's like a, I have a huge list, but. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I feel like those are usually like my top questions. Uh, I ask people to kind of think about as they want to start their garden. Obviously, if you're an indoor gardener, I mean, you can have tropical plants that would grow in, in Florida because you're, you're indoors, right? So it's just, but it's just understanding the type of, um, the type of elements that they need and nutrition and, and all that. Um, 
Another thing I also kind of get people to, to think about and to, to look at and test is their soil. Because uh, that will also be really uh, important when you're choosing your plant because some plants, you know, detest clay-based soils and they won't do well. So it's kind of like you, you can amend the soil to fit, you know, your plant's needs with certain things. Um, so it's just about that researching, like knowing what your soil is, like what its nutrient levels are, the pH of it. Um, and just like, what is its structure? Is it more clay? Is it more silt? Um Really, the the best soil for plants is usually a kind of like so, a, a, it's called a, a loam, a kind of sandy loam. Oh yeah, okay, I've heard of that. I was looking at your TikTok earlier, and you have so many great things. Five steps to take in January. This is for a new gardener. You've got a rose and ceramide gel cream. How to? You've got a chamomile and peppermint hand sanitizer. You've got all kinds of scrubs. I, I love scrubs. I'm like so honest. You have a spirulina flax. We talked about flax and chamomile. We talked about that. Calendula green clay anti-acne scrub. Ooh, talk to us about that. What is it? Is 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 that the the combination of the green clay and is calendula good for acne? Yeah. Yeah. So calendula, yeah, it definitely has some research behind it that show that it's good for acne prone or problematic skin. It's also very soothing, has lots of antioxidants. I think something to note with botanicals is like everything has an anti is good with antioxidants. So that's in general, it's good about botanicals, but then you have like the little variances with them. So yeah, that's calendula is really good. And yeah, with the green clay mixed in, it helps to really kind of unclog and like soak up the oils and impurities. Oh, that's great. You mentioned marshmallow earlier, marshmallow root, and you have a flaxseed and marshmallow root styling pudding and holding gel. So talk to us about the marshmallow root. It sounds pretty versatile. Yeah. So um, marshmallow root, uh, it's when you harvest it. Um, and I harvested one one earlier last year, uh, or kind of not early, -er, but earlier than I should. Usually you have to wait a couple years for marshmallow root to, to grow. Um, but I just wanted to test it out and see how it was doing. Um, but when you harvest the roots and then you dehydrate and uh, grind up into a powder, you can then add it to distilled water and create like a gel oh. consistency. Yeah. Um, and that uh, it creates a kind of like a thick gel consistency, but it's also like very um, moisturizing. There's like moisturizing properties to to marshmallow as well. So added with flaxseed, with where flaxseed as well. That's another actually a good good use for flaxseed. Flaxseed yeah. when you when you mix it up with with water as well, it creates a gel. So mixed together, these types these two botanicals um, create this like natural and easy holding gel that you can put into your hair. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. Now, I've heard of this. Um, I'm probably going to say it wrong. You have a lo lobelia? Lob lobelia. Lobelia. <laughs> Tell us about lobelia. You have a bomb with beeswax, shea butter, and lobelia and avocado oil and jojoba, jojoba oil. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. The lobelia um, soothing body bomb. So that's something else that I do as part of Brooklyn Rooftop Botanicals. It's I obviously have all of this blog and content that I create because another part is not only bringing ingredients closer to home, like actually via what I'm doing with my business, it's helping it bring ingredients closer to home for, for people as well, where I teach people how to grow their own beauty botanicals uh, and then create some of their own products. So hence all the DIY and formulations that I, that I, I love put on DIY. Yeah. It's so fun because like you said, scrubs, you love scrubs. I don't, 
I really think nobody nobody should be buying scrubs. They should just be making their own scrubs. And same with masks. Like nobody needs to be buying masks. Like let's stop this silliness and just make it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it about low? Say it again. Sorry, low. Lobelia. Yeah, what is it? What what what's the property in that that works well with the body bomb? Lobelia is known to be great at treating muscle pain. Um, so from from research, um, I, I have my sources at the bottom of this blog. I, yeah, I, I do. Um, so if people want to look at, they they can see that. Um, but I yeah, I created this this bomb for for that reason, um, along with the shea butter um, and the beeswax uh, and. Yeah, the avocado oil as well. As well, I love avocado oil. I love to eat it, and I love to use use it in things. Yeah, exactly. And so that's actually what I what I did. Uh, I infused the avocado with the lobelia, so I, I create oil infusions as well um, to make this waterless product. Um, so, but yeah, that, it's it's a great ingredient for that. There's another ingredient, arnica, which is also good at pain relieving. Um, so I was like mixing it up with that just for a second. So I was like, wait, are there two of them that I was using? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want to visit your garden. I mean, I'm looking at these pictures. You have to follow Liana on her social media. I mean, th- these are all just beautiful. Thank you. Thank and you. I'm learning. I learned a ton and there's all these great things that I want to make. And it's so cool that you do that yourself. Mm-hmm. Could I go to like a health food store or something where they have the botanicals and so I can, or the essential oils and then follow the recipes that you have on your blogs and on your TikToks and all that? Like just like two drops of this or three drops of that mixed with the avocado oil and the sugar scrub or whatever it is. If you don't have, if you don't, if you don't, can't grow them yourself. So I, I, sh- I'm going to update this actually, but, um, I, I do use a few different, um, botanical, uh, growers. Um, Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, there's one called, well, there's mountain rose herbs. Um, so actually there, they have tons of types of ingredients that you can get. Um, and you know, they're all usually USDA organic, um, you know, and clean. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's number one. If you want to get like just basic botanic bulk botanicals you can do i think it's called frontier botanicals oh yeah yeah so you can get them but honestly like i think the good ones are definitely mountain rose herbs and them um i am going to be updating my website um to kind of show more places and as time goes on more local places actually where you can get your botanicals so if you can't grow them yourself that's so that's definitely a goal of mine (laughs) over the next couple months (laughs) Was there anything that you wanted to add today? And of course, give us your website and all the great places we can find you. But anything else today for the interview? It's been really enjoyable. I've learned a lot. Thank you. Um, I mean, we covered a lot, uh, a lot, a lot. Uh, But I mean, no, I, I think, you know, just to sum up, you know, we're trying to bring ingredients closer to home, uh, both, you know, in, in this, in this planet, uh, from yeah. this, from all the different locations of the planet closer to, to New York and urban locations. Um, you know, we're also helping people to, uh, create their own products and grow their own things. Um, you know, we have this, we have this vision where we are trying to get a much larger rooftop, um, so that we can, have people come and, you know, do workshops with us, uh, have events, you know, be a part of the community. So that's like our next goal there. Um, but that would be great. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're just the beginning. There's tons going on and there's lots of, lots of things happening. Um, so yeah, if anybody's interested to get involved, uh, you know, if in any way, be happy to, 
happy to chat more. <laughs> oh, that's great. And give us your website and I, that has all your social media stuff, but if you yep. want to give those as well. Yep. So it's uh, brooklynrooftopbotanicals.com. Um, and my social is brooklynrooftopbotanicals on Instagram. Uh, but then on TikTok, mm-hmm. you were talking about TikTok earlier. It's, it is BR Botanicals, actually. <laughs> they, they didn't allow me oh, to okay. do it so long. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> really? Come on, TikTok. <laughs> so, so yeah, you can find me mostly on, on those three. Yep. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I just joined TikTok like yesterday, a little <laughs> late to the game. It is. I'm like, I think I'm so funny and clever. And I'm like, I have four followers. I'm like, okay, I just started. But, you know, <laughs> doing better on my other social media platforms. But I, I think it'll take me some time. So I just followed you. Feel free to follow me back. No Thank pressure. You. Yes, of course. Bring, I'm, me, I'm, to a, already bring me to five. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Liana, thank you so much. This has been super fun. This podcast is sponsored by Wakunaga of America, makers of Kyolic Age Garlic Extract, Kyodophilus Probiotics, and Kyo Green Powdered Green Drain Mix, all natural, healthy solutions to support your whole body well-being. Wakunaga is celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. Wow, 50 years providing quality supplements backed by science. You can enter to win a year supply of your favorite Wakunaga brand by heading over to their website, wakunaga.com, and enter the 50th anniversary celebration sweepstakes. That's W-A-K-U-N-A-G-A.com. Good luck. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.